We're spending more money on education, on health care, on housing, and on drinking water. The state just passed a $215 billion budget. We're going to break it all down in this week's episode of California Streaming. This is the California Streaming Podcast with your hosts, Bobby, Jonathan, and Louie. We're three conservative California natives putting ridiculous state and local politics on blast. So hop on our magic bullet train to nowhere and let's talk some California politics. Talk about putting things on blast. They are on blast. Well, in case you hadn't heard, welcome to a very special episode of California Streaming. Louis over there playing with his phone. Okay, it's budget blast. It's time. budget blast time. We're a special episode. They blasted the budget. That's for sure. Thank you. Thank We're you. We're going over the epi- the uh, budget in this episode. It's... There is a lot of crap we are spending money on. It's needs, dude. It's all about needs, and we're meeting those needs And as a state. We spend so much money in this state, yet homeless is through the roof. Our education <laughs> blows. Our streets <laughs> suck. Like I get it. We have the sunshine, and we could be worse. We could be living in a third-world country. But what do we? What value do we get for our buck? You don't see me. You don't see the fruits of your economic labor. Value, <laughs> and and we're a joke in the rest of the country. Oh, I, I talk to my friends in other states, and Californians are just looked at as a joke, a total joke. And then they complain. My friends complain about Californians fleeing California, and then infecting their brand of a virus on their state. I, to that point, quick side note before we dive in, it's funny to me, right? In that. And you see it happen, and you've see it, seen it happen over time in Arizona. People leave this state for the stupidness that this state enacts, but yet when they arrive at their new state, they vote the same way yeah. and, and continue and perpetuate new stupidness. Right. They bring their crap over there. Why do you think you had to move in the first place? Think it through. I think because they they don't believe they were the cause of the problem here. <laughs> the height of arrogance. It was like it, it's kind of we talk about with like the utopia uh, or communism. <laughs> it, it just never hasn't been done right. It works. Right. We'll, we'll it get just, it right this time. We'll get it right this time. Totally. You know. And I think they they see California and they're like, oh man, if yeah, I see, I see where they failed. We controlled most yeah. of the state, but uh, it was a little bit of this part that we didn't control, and that's what <laughs> made it not work. You know? Yeah. Let's it's dive the, right in. Let's do it. Let's do this thing. We'll break it up somewhere right. in the middle, and we'll do a crossfire just for just for I would like that crossfires just good. for S and Gs. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, whatever's. So, in case you haven't heard. The Senate and Assembly have passed a whopping uh, bill, and they have passed it, and no real qualms about this thing. Uh, yeah, I don't, there wasn't any resistance. There's no real resistance. <laughs> yeah, big deal. Who cares? We we got what we wanted. Two hundred. Most people probably barely even heard the budget got passed. I'm sure. Right. It's just we're on. Everybody's on autopilot, right? Uh, Two hundred fifteen billion dollars. Uh, wow. Quick side note. I'm going to wear out that button in this episode, <laughs> oh, just so no you know. Question. Quick side note. Uh, that's $250 million for our own state budget. The Mexican budget for the entire country of Mexico, $270 billion. 
There's a couple comments that I'm thinking of right now, but I won't say them. <laughs> so $250 billion for California. $215. $15. Oh, 215. Yeah. And then 270 uh-huh. for Mexico. For Mexico. The right. entire state. The a, entire lot Selling a lot of avocados. Some a lot of avocados. Yeah. I just thought it was an interesting factor. It's a Somebody great, threw it, it out there. It's a great well, and and boy, this is this stat's old, but I know like we used to be the seventh largest economy in the world if we were our own country. But that was like 10, 15. It feels like we're our own country sometimes. It though. totally does. But that we're probably, we might be even sixth or fifth now. Maybe sixth. I don't know. But yeah, but it's to that, that kind of speaks to that point. And before we get started, just want to kind of let everybody know that the state panel granted a 4% pay raise oh. for Governor Newsom <sighs> and all the other legislators because darn it, they deserve it. Well, that reminds me, didn't Ocasio Cortez recently say, we need a raise in Congress because that will incentivize us to not take bribes from lobbyists. Right. Basically. Because like, that's where you're... <laughs> oh, man. That, that's where it stops. That's where, right. it stops. Right. That's where your greediness ends. Right. It's just at the salary level. Then why do right. millionaires and billionaires end up embezzling money? To that... I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Bobby. I know you're trying to dive in, but... No, but that, that brings up a great point. If your buddy... From from an episode or two ago, the buddy Louis that you had that was really stoked with tying the Caltrans spending to inflation. Right. I don't think we've seen inflation of four percent. So why are we? How about we tie? How about we tie their stuff to inflation? Do you know what Gavin Newsom's net worth is? Oh, it's big with his wineries and all of his businesses and twenty million. There you go. He needs that 4% raise. He does. His dad was a lawyer for uh, the Gettys. And so that 4% raise takes him from $202,000 to about 209747 yeah. There you go. Is he donating his salary like Trump? <laughs> Hell no. Ooh. The legislators will be at 114877 come December 2nd. That's official. Yeah. Then there's the non-official. I love this. Citizens Compensation Commission Chairman Tom Dalzell cited the state's economy and budget surplus for the move. We got more money, so why not spend spend more money? Mm -hmm. Like who 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 says that on like a recorded interview? (laughs) So uh uh, why did you decide to give Gavin Newsom a four percent raise and, and all the legislatures? Well, we had more money. excess money, so we just figured we'd give ourselves a raise. Dude. Oh, okay, uh, copy that. Maybe not pass more tax. Geez. Why don't we just try to break even? We got we're on a mission though. We got we got the world to save. We're on a mission. I got the um We haven't even like broken this down yet, am I? No, no, you're already upset. I'm already upset. So uh two fourteen, two fifteen, depends on how you round this the sucker up. Sure. Uh I got the uh pie chart over here and I'll kinda give you the biggest slices as they are. Yeah. Um education K through twelve is twenty eight point four percent of the slice of the pie. Wow. You can do the numbers yourself. <laughs> we must be and we are horrible at the actual execution of education delivery. We are spending that much money to get what we heard in a previous episode not too long ago for the types of results in education where we're like 46th 
in the nation. That's right. Jeez. Uh, the other biggest slice of the pie here is health and human services. Ah, there you go. 31.2% of the pie. Is that all the Medi-Cal and, and, mm-hmm. and new uh, guaranteed health care for illegal immigrants? And we'll dive into that just perfect, a little bit. That's perfect. Perfect. Right. Uh, uh, next uh, biggest item is uh, higher education, the university system. Yes, yes. At eight point five, even though we're yep. still managing to get all these kids into massive debt. So, I just did the math on the education one. Yes, twenty eight point four percent of two two hundred fifteen billion. A couple yep. bucks puts us in like the sixty nine billion range. Okay, dang. Now on education, we have. Wow. Nine million uh, youth in this uh, state. Is that okay? That's 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 interesting because, right? What is that per? Sorry, 61 billion. There we go. 61 billion. Okay. So if we've got, Louis, uh, if you don't mind doing the quick math, if we've got 61 billion and we've got nine million ish, round it up to 10, you know, who cares? 10 million youth. To educate with that sixty-one billion, and what we're looking at, um, let's see here, per year, sixty-one hundred. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know the budget. I don't know the average tuition for like a, a parochial school, but with those sorts of numbers, you're a. I would think you're a notable way towards paying. For some of the middle of the road, maybe even lower end, but middle of the road private schools per year? I don't think so. No? no. See, I, I don't have a good metric, so I'll be the first to say. I, I went to private school my whole life. I was just having a conversation with my buddy the other day who yeah. works in administration at Catholic high school. There you the, go. The high okay, school we this, went to. This will be better numbers. Uh, if you're looking at I'm even Catholic just, high school, yeah. you're well above 10K. Okay. There's some that are in the 20K. No, no, I know. And sure. I'm not talking those. But I mean, like, you know, you want to go to a private school. You're not necessarily seeking out yeah, modern yeah. day or something, you know, the best. But even then, I, th- those are just standard yeah. Catholic schools yeah, down yeah. south. You know, I... And you think those would be 10, 12K? I, I went to just a, a, a good, moderate a good, Catholic school. A good Catholic school. It wasn't yeah. the high flutin one. For sure. And whatever. But... Okay. When now tuition's like... You're twelve, thirteen thousand okay. dollars no, a year. You're, you're probably right. There's some Catholic elementary schools okay. that are more expensive than that, wow. and you're not talking about super prestige. You're just talking about, right? Yeah, it costs you okay twelve grand to send your kid to Catholic elementary school. Okay, so no, that's good yeah. to know. So, so sixty one hundred is not going to quite get you. <laughs> and no, but and you get a lot for that sixty one hundred. Yep. I mean, they pay for your breakfast, they pay for your oh, lunch. Geez. They, <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's a lot rolled into that. But how much federal aid do they get on top of that? Uh, I had that number bouncing around in my mind. Money. Yeah, it's a great call. It's a great. Call. That's not all the school measures. That's not. That's just what the state's putting in. Fair, totally fair. So your local measures, your county measures, the totally, federal money, totally fair. I, you're well above sixty one hundred. Believable uh, then people. that you're starting to fly by the number of a private school. Maybe fly, uh, getting getting totally. ballparkish. And half of them aren't even prepared for college at the end of the day. That's the other right? critical yeah. part. And the scary part is you do sixty one hundred times thirty, hundred eighty three thousand dollars per classroom. But don't forget the the teacher and almost one administrator per teacher. 
that you're paying for. Right. Yeah, that's that's a gnarly stat too <laughs> right. in this state. As there's one almost one administrator per educator. Right. How about that overhead? Efficient. And they're all six digit salaries plus for administrators. Efficient. <laughs> Here's uh two more bigger slices of the pie, just so that everybody knows. Yes. Seven point four percent for each corrections and rehabilitation and separately transportation. Mm, our old buddy, our old pal, our friend. So 7.4% for the prisons. The prisons. Right. The jails. Right. And then 7.4% for transportation. transportation. Good old Caltrans. Your favorite government So we entity. spend the same amount on prisoners as we do on Caltrans. That's right. Yes. Mm. Okay. Correct. Weird, I right? don't know who that's worse for. <laughs> I know. That <laughs> like, could slice a couple Caltrans different ways. Is underfunded or are they funded too much if comparing them to prisoners. So let's find out that quick math. Boy. On our $215 billion budget. You got to turn your... Got to go sideways with the calculator on the phone. Yeah. Huh? Here, I'll give you the number in a second. Go on, Bobby. Let's dive into one of the bigger uh, items here. Yeah. Uh, or controversial, that is. Uh, $98 million dollars for illegal alien yes. health care. Yes. It's really kind of a drop in the bucket when it's compared to Cal Medi-Cal's Curren- costs. Currently, mm-hmm. it's small. In, in, in relative sense, small. But see, the, these sorts of issues, these sorts of elements that get introduced like this into a budget, they just seem to be warm-up issues, Right. Yeah, if, get you get you comfortable. I know they've with this taglined idea. ninety-eight million Correct. for this. Correct, but it never comes no. out to whatever they score it at. Never. Uh, you got a number, Louis? Yeah. So the seven point four percent on corrections rehab comes out to fifteen point nine billion. Cool. And the seven point four on transpo comes out to fifteen point nine. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I, I see a lot for that. I see 15. a lot. Fifteen point nine billion on prisoners. Uh. That sports center is not going to watch itself. No, sure not. <laughs> we got to get these people like thinking <laughs> in a different direction. Yeah, being in jail is boring all day, man. You got to give them something to do. <laughs> it's so funny. Someone else made a comment and said, "Look, Russia's official defense budget is sixty-one billion. What the hell are we doing here? Mm. We're spending over a hundred billion dollars a year." Or our healthcare system here in the state. Wow. Like what like what are we doing? Wow. With this. I just don't I just don't know. We're we're that, obviously overspending. Yeah. So that the health and human services element is over a hundred billion, you said? That's right. Yeah. Wow. Well I always want to know like What's the performance metric? I was just thinking that K- How do we KPIs, know? right? As a small business, um, yeah. Owner. What's your key performance indicators, right? So let's <laughs> say, great, we pump in fifteen point nine billion to corrections. Well, we did a story a couple episodes ago about how corrections is a complete the rehab part is a complete failure. Totally, your odds of of recidivism when you get released from prison is almost like a hundred percent. Yeah, it was like indiscernible from you went through this program or you didn't go through the program. Right. It didn't matter. Right. So, yeah, it, that's what it was. So if you had gone through the rehab program right. and got released, right. your odds of coming back to, <laughs> right. to jail 
were the same as if you didn't go through the program. Right. But we look at these things and we don't ever break them down and say, hey, are we getting our money's worth? Are we getting our value's worth? And and we do that in our own lives when we want to buy something or contract with somebody. Or, But the government never does that. There's only one KPI. Not enough money. Yeah. We did not have enough money last year. As long as you don't have performance metrics, you can always keep saying not enough money. (laughs) Right. That's exactly right. We're we're already talking about adding another $6.5 billion worth of tax revenue with new taxes. Just across the board, different things here and there. Just say, we need more money. We'll tack-ons. We'll tack-ons. At least with expenditures like PERS and pensions, you can say, I've got X amount of people. They're retiring on X amount of date. And their expectancy is within this deal, and we've got to pay out this amount. Uh, there's facts. At least involved. there's facts and yeah. dollars. Understood. Now we can argue about uh, no, totally. fat pensions and everything else. Understood. But at least there's measurable. A, there's a measurable pattern of right. A plus B equals here's this number. With education, what's our performance metric? Right. Uh, test scores stink. Way to fix test scores is more money. Right. It, it, we've established that they're not ready for college. Okay, so that they're, they're, <laughs> if that was a performance metric, we failed. We we determined that they weren't ready to graduate, but we got better because now we just kick them out the door. I think yeah, I th- I think you're saying what you're saying is a better way to to say how I think about it. There are performance indicators; they all stink, and there's no answer to any of them given other than more money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'll argue that maybe there isn't. What is the KPI for successful education, right? It, we argued this with public goods all the time in the public policy realm of things. And that a lot of stuff when it comes to performance metrics in government, it's quality quality of life, right? Yeah. What's the goal of your police department? To reduce crime. Yeah. Great. How do we know that the crime rate went down last year? Because of something your police department directly did, or was it the economy? Was it uh, some other uh, reform that got passed? Was it some other measure? Was it how do how do we directly tie more officers on the street? Met met crime went down. There's too many other things. That makes complete sense, and that's totally fair. And I think the frustration I know for the three of us and for a lot of people in California is the answer to a KPI that fails can't always be, I need more money. Right. Right. You come across a failing, I got it. There has got to be another solution or two or three or four that is tried and attempted before, well, more money will probably solve it. Right. Probably. Because I don't really know. Well, like all programs, you got to put your performance indicators on paper first before you start talking about funding. Yeah, but we don't we don't do that with any of this. No. It's just pump, keep pumping more money into it. Must work. Eight years ago, Governor Brown's budget had been a mere ninety eight billion. Unbelievable! <laughs> oh, crap. We've doubled the budget. Oh, hold on, nine years ago, ish, eight, years ago. Yeah, eight, eight nine. Uh, so two thousand. Is that what we're yeah. saying? Uh, so I, I'm sorry, you're getting old there, sucker. The budget uh, two thousand ten. That's what I meant. Using simple rules of thumb, that means that the budget has increased annualized at eight percent a year. Now the reason, uh, now when I when I when I throw out that number of two hundred fifteen billion dollars, our crazy our health and human services department wasn't that huge because remember Obamacare, 
this kind of really ramped up our entire spending and thus revenue. I was going to say, right. I mean, yeah. whatever, it, whatever caused that, the, the, I mean, it, was, it was just a side point. The revenue slash budget went or doubled in the last nine years. So eight-ish percent a year annualized. Over. That's crazy. In an economy, let's go back to your buddy's point. Right. In an economy that in the last nine years with Fed interest rates and the measurement of CPI and inflation, inflation like 3%. being, in, in, oh, max. Yeah. We're talking inflation of like one, two plus percent probably for food, goods, services, those sorts of things. If you want to talk about jobs that say, uh, that's that tie your raises oh, with right. cost of living. Right. You're looking at a 3%. Right. Ish. Ish. It, for whatever. Somewhere around there. You're like colas and things like that. Right. We're talking about 8%. Sure. Yeah. Right. Why not? That's gnarly. It's very gnarly. It's the Monopoly man. He's back on the scene <laughs> with his little cane and his little top hat. Remember. Hundies. Now, remember, <laughs> we're, uh, we're bringing back the mandate for health insurance here in this state alone. Sounds solid. Even though it's deemed unconstitutional. Yep. Nope. Sounds. Sounds. Mm-hmm, seems solid. So. Adults in California who do not buy insurance will have to pay an annual penalty on their state taxes of $695. Holy cow. Or 2.5% of their household income. Or, or greater of? Greater of. Of course, it's mm-hmm. the greater of. Has to be the greater of. It's California writing these laws. 695 Almost the cost to maintain an LLC here in the state. Almost. At 800 bucks. Are you? Yeah, no, no, that's right. Almost. They're thinking that they may raise one billion dollars off of that. Off alone. of that alone, because if you think about it, there's a lot of people who don't get insurance from their employer because it's become stupid now. What? What other thing is there where you can arbitrarily say you got to do this, and if you don't, we're going to fine you heftily, and we're going to use it as a revenue generator. Right, like only the government, literally <laughs> only the government. Um, everybody's got to have a red roof um, by next year. If you don't, uh, most people we know won't be able to do this um, because they already don't have insurance. So we already know they're in the like the vulnerable category of people who aren't going to have it. <laughs> here's, here's and then we'll force you to pay seven hundred bucks, which here's, you probably don't have since you didn't get the insurance right. in the first place. <laughs> it's kind of like when you get an overdraft fee from your bank. Right. Uh, I had zero dollars and you charged me 35. <laughs> like what? Right. Here's the actual statistic is 13 million people are on our version of Medicaid oh, yes. here in the state. Right. So that's why you do the number, the math, 13 million people times yeah. Yeah. 695. Even though I, I would imagine some of those people are youth and they wouldn't qualify for the penalty. So I, oh, I don't know know how they come or would they who knows who, who knows? cares yeah more money yeah and we'll just do it and then you got to fight to get the money back oh sure uh, the democratic way let's throw some uh more interesting things in here let's see after school programs are getting a 50 million dollar boost to 600 million uh and the interesting factoid on this one is is because it's becoming too expensive to run the programs because we raised the minimum wage <laughs> what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> we're spending more because we're paying more. 
So we need to charge we you more. We spend money to make money, baby. So we need to tax more. But don't hold on. Don't forget, raising the minimum wage is not an inflationary thing. These are the little things that don't get documented. People always look at like the cost of labor at your restaurant. Right. They don't look at the cost of this stuff. Uh, right. right. Like this. This costed us fifty million dollars. I don't know what the difference is between the two minimum wage annualized right. cost. Right. Right. But we're paying a premium because we chose to increase the minimum wage. Which is coming in via tax revenue. Those taxes reduce my income, which goes against why you, in theory, raise my minimum wage to begin with. What what are we doing here? (laughs) It's all a shell game. $250 million to help local governments plan to reach their state-mandated housing goals. $500 million for infrastructure projects such as sewer hookups and sidewalks. What was the first amount? That support those affordable housing departments. $250 million just as local government uh, grants. So $750 million, mm-hmm. almost a billion dollars. Almost. Because we put mandates on the cities that we know it's basically a, an unfunded... Liability for them. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. You mean right. The, the housing that they're supposed to build? Yeah. It's it's an unfunded mandate. It, that's right. No, right. it's back to your point of like, you will do this. Oh, and if you don't. And they're doing this because unfunded mandates are illegal, I believe. Mm. Technically. Mm. So they have to give you money for it. <laughs> yeah. Don't quote me. I'm trying to reach back into <laughs> textbooks. But I believe the government, uh, the they feds can't do that. Can't force you to. Can't force you to do something with no money. mm so then you come back around and you give them a billion dollars to do this stuff. Because you know this isn't the final number. All while, like, per our previous episode, you're going to maintain and enact an environmental law that people can use against you to prevent you from doing that which you're mandated to do. Right. Okay, no, no, this is making sense. This is good. This is good. Including another $1 billion to expand tax credits and loans for building low and mixed income housing, just what we needed. Totally. We're going to make that uh, 3.5 million household uh, number one way or another. It's going to happen. It's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, if if we don't get sued for building buildings that might blind birds and get bird strikes, if, first. whatever. Yeah, you know. Either as way, as long as we can't do that. Yeah. The budget also includes 650 millions for cities and counties to combat homelessness. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And- so, um, sorry, real quick. The uh, the legislature continues to impose unfunded mandates on local governments, despite the fact that voters have passed laws against the practice. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, that is right. the loophole. Forget the will of the people; their intent. Right. I like the death penalty. Uh, totally. Right. Yep. Nope. 120 million for programs that offer supportive housing and other coordinated services for homeless people. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. We have over 100,000 homeless people in the state. A over. number to which apparently is shocking to the city council, who in theory has been coming up with solutions to this. Yet when they heard the year over year increase, they were shocked, quote unquote. Mm hmm. I feel like there's like the old gag where you you park your car 
and someone steals your battery and you come out to start your car and you're like, oh, my battery's missing. And the guy who stole it comes up to you and offers to sell you a battery. Like, ah, uh, that's what's going on with all this. <laughs> they caused the problem and then they offer you the solution to the problem they caused, thereby appearing useful. And then they charge you a premium for the solution. Speaking of the homeless deal, I guess there was a lady on TV the other night. There is an effort out there to recall Garcetti in L.A. They're trying Phil to get... Dumpy? <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Phil totally Dumpy does. from Modern he, Family. He totally does. But they're trying to get signatures, etc. Like, this is a, a Gray Davis uh, approach here. All right. We'll see. I mean, of course. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. But, but, but people are... I get the sense that the, the, the temperatures are rising. People are getting hot at the inaction. Not, not that. Why, why do you expect the government to have action to begin with? But yeah. that's a whole separate issue. The budget takes uh, a first step towards Newsom's campaign goal of offering universal preschooling by adding ten thousand state-funded slots for four-year-olds for low-income families. It also increases funding for subsidizing childcare for low-income families with money from the sales uh, of tax on marijuana. The state will spend $300 million, half of what Newsom sought, to help school districts build out their facilities so that they can offer full-day kindergarten. That's not the problem. <laughs> right. The problem is not preschool. I mean, we learned that 70% of fourth graders a couple episodes ago yep. uh, aren't even reading at the level they need to read at. Nope. And 70% of eighth graders can't do math. Nope. Uh, I don't think preschool is the issue where they're, you know, eating their boogers and finger painting. <laughs> like, finger painting. We need some more help on the actual reading, writing, and arithmetic. <laughs> I mean, the, the reality of it is... Stop laughing, John. You know it's true. <laughs> yeah, you like that like, booger eating part. You've got preschool, you've got like TK now, and you've got kindergarten, and it's wow. they still can't read. It's a, it's a backdoor effort to try to get uh, state-funded child care. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, yeah. what value is it to a four-year-old? And then we keep going down the three, two, one. Yeah. Pretty soon, they'll just raise your kid for you. Why not? That's the whole point. All right? That's the whole You'll point. get sex ed in preschool. I mean, we're already going that way with, with all that stuff. Yep. I mean, we talked yep. about, yep. I think it was back towards the winter, one of those episodes where, you know, the Gavin Newsom textbook. <laughs> His big mug on page, like, 59 or something. Yeah, and it's like he, he respected people, and you need to learn from Gavin Newsom. <laughs> Come on. I've pieced a couple of these, of these points from different uh, places. The budget also appropriates $130 million to clean up drinking water in some parts of the state. The money comes from a fund intended to reduce greenhouse gases, the Newsom administration argues that a lack of clean drinking water causes carbon emissions because it requires transportation bottled water to those communities. <laughs> that's, that's the fix. <laughs> uh, so we have to take bottled water to the community and they use a truck and the truck uh, causes greenhouse oh, gases. Oh, man. Therefore, we need to spend the money. You cannot make that. this stuff up. Was that fun? I think that was a little fun, right? Lawmakers will vote to spend $3 million on a dog park in Racho and Cucamonga. Oh, yeah. The 909. $2.5 million on a new elevator at the California Science Center in Los Angeles. <laughs> the budget also gives $2 million to the Latino Theater Company, 
of somewhere. $1.1 million to San Francisco for construction on two LGBTQ spaces and $950,000 to a pair of senior centers. What is an LGBTQ space? The safe spaces, brother. Mm. At how much? $2 million? Uh, I had that at uh, $1.1 million. Mm. Well, let's be accurate here. For safe spaces. Some yeah. of the stuff you read reminds me, I found a quote from a uh, Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez. She's a Republican from Lake Elsinore. <laughs> she was mocking some of this stuff. It kind of sums it up pretty well. She said, summed to the effect of, great, quote, maybe our homeless veterans can sleep in a sculpture garden or a dog park. True. Absolutely. And it's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we're totally looking past Oh no no, but but I'm, what they're they're just they're, they're chucking money. I forgot in general at homelessness, just just chucking it in. So that'll fix that because they don't have a fix. No, so they just shotgun blast a bunch of money in places that won't help. It's just a waste. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, let's stop here. Let's do a crossfire. Oh boy! All right. So every single episode, we have a little game that we play, and I will ask these guys an ethical question of some sort, and they will compete against each other, one for the pro and one for the con. The winner of the Rochambeau, as they just did, and that's Louis, will get to choose whether he is pro or con, and John will have to choose if he is... Uh, we'll have to choose the, we'll other side. the other side. Regardless of how he feels about it. So, here it comes. Louis, you ready? Bring it. Former Vice President Joe Biden says he'll cure cancer if he's elected president. Speaking at a campaign stop in Ottawa, Iowa, on a couple weeks ago, uh, a lot of you understand what loss is. And when loss occurs, you know that people come up to you and tell you, I understand if you lose a husband, a wife, a son, a daughter, a family member, he said. That's why I've worked so hard in my career to make sure that I promise you, if I'm elected president... You're going to see the simple, most important thing that changes America. We're going to cure cancer. Louie. If yes, Bobby. Voting for Biden will cure cancer. <laughs> Make me, give me that argument. Oh. So what you're asking is. By simple change of an what, administration, what, it will. Would I vote for it. Biden if he could legitimately cure cancer? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's what I'm asking. Sure. I right. That's a hypothetical. If he can cure cancer, I feel like I feel like he's a lame duck, anyways. So I don't really, I don't see a whole lot happening under his administration. He's pretty old school Democrat, I think. Um, I feel like if he can legitimately cure cancer, hopefully it's in one of the first terms. Like if we got to ride him out for two terms, and he finds it in the eighth year, that's gonna be. That's going to be rough. But he comes in, and within the first year, he cures all cancer. I, I think there's a way more net positive, and I'm not going to let my party get in the way to save the human race. Uh, I, the best part is John's going to have to argue why curing cancer is not good. Uh, <laughs> he's going to have to ride that line. But I, sure, why not? I'm not going to let my, uh, my libertarianism get in the way of that. Because it's good for everybody, even Democrats. John, you have John <laughs> hates people. <laughs> I don't think we should do it. And here's why. <laughs> Here, <laughs> Please tell me. Here is, you know, here's here's all you need to know. The size of the healthcare industry and the jobs 
that are in the healthcare industry, if you cured something like cancer, I understand you'd be saving lives, but the amount of lives that you'd ruin by curing cancer and the joblessness and the innovative economy that's embedded within drug company research, that's embedded in labs and all of the subsequent jobs from those are wiped out overnight. Yes, lives are saved. But, but is that really <laughs> But for how long? <laughs> You're an evil person. That's all I got. Is that really important, John? <laughs> Come on. In all, okay. In all seriousness, th- those sorts of quotes in general, I'm reminded. Okay, so I, in undergrad, I studied engineering. I'm not coming at this, what I'm about to say, like I have some awesome understanding of all this. But when I hear quotes like that, it's like it reminds me of the of members of Congress at the Columbia shuttle disaster hearing, listening to them ask questions and discuss. And it's like, boy, this is painful. You guys have literally no clue from a technological perspective what you're talking about. And I feel like this is the same kind of stuff. It's a guy who gets up there and bloviates as if he is a doctor and has some understanding about research and timelines and stuff, which he doesn't, and just throws out this. That, that's the stuff that makes me really... Well, the, the, the argument always is like, oh, we've been holding back Correct. the cure to cancer for years and years, and it's a secret conspiracy thing. It's a, such an insult to the medical profession in the whole. Like, like they want their own family members to suffer from cancer. You made the argument against automation. Your argument right. was I mean, essentially against the one that's used against automation. Correct. Well, if machines do this, look at all the jobs people correct. lose. Correct. But people will just find new jobs in the new industry that's created. Absolutely. Right? They say, like at the turn of the, the at the beginning of the 20th century, 90 percent of the economy and jobs in America were agrar- uh, agricultural. Right. Exactly. Oh. Um, I'm reminded your uh, Columbia analogy, your story. Of if you've watched Chernobyl on HBO, it took it took them so long to just admit that that melted down. Yeah, they yeah. just couldn't accept yeah. it. No, yeah. there's no way that happened. Yeah. People come in and say there's graphite on the ground that right. the rods are exposed, and right. no, it's, they're not. You, you right. need to go back and look again. No, that this is this is what happened. Nope, like. This it, was, it was more important that they got the answer they wanted. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And even when experts were like flying around in a helicopter to to get a bird's eye view, and they're saying, "I want to fly right over it and look down," and the experts like, "No, no, 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 no. See that gr- that green flame? No. <laughs> Just this lack of awareness. Yeah. yeah. You know. Amazing. Curing right. cancer. Yeah. I don't know what that guy's. He's just he's just bloviates. He just. It, it almost makes me feel insulted. I know. That you would right. pander to people with something like that. Oh, he That got you a, have no control over. All you a do standing is con- ovation for that one. You control money. That's all you do. And not even that. The legislature controls money. But there's already billions pumped into cancer research, right? It's, it's not like I, how much more money, again, makes the difference. Like, I, we just haven't figured it out yet. Correct. It, I mean... It's we bad. haven't figured out the formula. It's a bad analogy, but like, okay, it will a trillion dollars next year uh, allow us to invent teleportation? Like, I don't know. 
Like we could spend a trillion dollars. I'm sure that's not the hard part. <laughs> right. Yeah. We'll find the money, but will that actually find the cure? <laughs> right. You know? All right. Well, let's continue with the budget, shall we? Pick some exciting ones. Well, there's a couple of earmarks that just kind of get interesting. We'll just kind of, they're some are more interesting than the other ones. Uh, Sacramento is getting a, an earmark, uh, $1.5 million for the study, the scope of sex trafficking in the city. Not solving it, just studying it. Boy, it's time. In one city. Yeah. As time goes on, you really realize, especially on the federal level, that's where a ton of pork is, and that's where a ton of wasted dollars is, is just research on these little pet deals that there's no there's no outcome in terms of an actionable thing. Right. They just got studied. It's a lot of discussion, studies, studied. working groups. I didn't get to look into it further, uh, but there's some kind of fervor of um, why they're getting $354,000 thousand, uh, for a parking structure on R Street. I don't know. It's... I I'm, I bet it's for the Capitol building or something. Oh, sure. I bet oh, you no, that's no. why it's in there. Oh, you could trace that back to someone's personal favor for sure. Uh, here's an interesting one, though. Um, a proposed $1 billion funding to help homeowners pay for the retrofit and did not include any funding for home hardening when uh, released the last budget proposal. So they're proposing an additional $1 billion of the budget for retrofits for uh, fire. And hardening and safety standards because so like of sprinklers, all the, yeah, that yeah kind of stuff? sprinklers and, and or clean up around the, mm-hmm, or, exactly. Oh, who knows? oh, like weed abatement. Yeah, and stuff. there you go. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, but they're just loans. You'd have to pay it back. Uh, Newsom said his uh, budget nearly forty million to the. I wrote this thing wrong. Seven hundred sixty-nine million. He already proposed in wildfire prevention. Response and recovery and natural disasters includes $75 million to assess the effects of power line de-energizing by utilities in response to wildfires includes how to protect vulnerable populations like the elderly and medically impaired when utilities are shut off during powerful Mm. danger weather conditions. What is there to research if we're going to say, hey, your power line caused a fire? then de-energizing said power line would prevent said fire, right? Mm-hmm. And there will be a negative impact to people that rely on this thing we call electricity. But we get into this double-edged sword I've been talking about. You can't keep holding them completely liable for, for these issues and make them keep the lines energized. That Venn diagram does not overlap. No. like So uh, I don't... I don't get what the deal is here. And then say, well, you can pass the the fines off to the consumer. Cool. Thanks. I get to pay for it. Right. So the next couple of line items, they're all kind of dealing with fire and disasters. And this is going to be right up your alley, Louie. $41 million for inspections and reviews of the wildfire mitigation plans. And oh, I had that in the utilities. Mm-hmm. So the utilities commission is going to get that money. So more more studies, studies uh, sure. Twenty million in a one-time funding for the California Office of Emergency Services for a state mission mission talking appropriation, and to fund surge capacity needs of the statewide reserve corps. This funding was not immediately explained. <laughs> we need this money. We need uh, this money. We don't have time to explain it right now, but just sign the check, John. <laughs> 
$15.7 million in extra funding for Cal Fire. Extra. You know, they need the money. $10 million more for Butte County to help with damages for the deadly campfire, uh, far below the more than $30 million requested by local governments who say that they are struggling to maintain basic services after the fire destroyed most of Paradise, Concow, and Megalia. So we're spending money on studies, but not on the actual repairs of those towns. I got $5.9 million in ongoing funding to increase staffing and response capacity at the Office of Emergency Services. Oh, excellent. More okay. overhead. There you go. $2.9 million to the Department of Social Services, which is responsible for the mass uh, care and shelter of all the people in the disasters. There's actually not huge dollar amounts. No. Considering. No. But this is just kind of a big laundry list of stuff that they got here. $2 million to create a permanent disaster response and recovery unit. $1.5 million uh, to OES to coordinate the state agency's responders because it will be responsible for distributing the $20 million. I was going to actually switch gears just a little bit. Taking a slightly different direction. To look at the revenue side, the projected overarching revenue side. Because there was one thing in here. Well, there's two things. And we'll start with the one that we always talk about on the show. uh, Personal income tax as it relates to the others as a percentage. So from what I can tell... they're assuming on the revenue side, roughly two hundred and four billion coming in. A hundred and two, literally half being from personal income tax. So we talk about, right? We brought mm-hmm. it up That's on crazy. the show, and here it is in numbers that we're balancing very precariously, right? Anything that happens, stock market, uh, recession, this thing gets smoked in like two seconds flat. Or more of the 64,000 households that pay the majority of the tax here start to move. Leave. Exactly right. Then it goes from 102. The next highest one is 40,000. Uh, sorry, 40 billion sales and use tax. Then corporation tax, which is 13 billion, which made me think of the bill. Was it Hannah Beth Jackson? Or who, who's, who's putting forth the bill that wants to begin to based on um, what's the metric that they're going to start increasing the corporate tax rate. Right. In oh, California over, a, by, over a million dollars or something like that. Right. Like, it's tax in Jackson. Uh, right. <laughs> but the, but the, but the fourth one tax and granted, I, I guess I'd never seen when I, if I, if I'd heard about this before, I'd never looked at this through this lens, the fourth highest, uh, well, fourth, fifth highest revenue source is insurance tax. Yeah. Because of Medi-Cal. Okay. Help me understand then, because I I had a thought, but I could be wrong. So before I say it, how then, what's the, how's that generate revenue? Like, is it, here was my thought is insurance in general, there's a lot of, of well, we're, we're getting there with healthcare, right? Required to have by the state. Right. So now we're back to an issue where we're going to force you to have this thing, car insurance, because there's some states where you don't have to have. Right. But our state says, you must have this insurance. You must have that insurance. You must have that. So they're forcing the purchase of it to which then they turn around and realize, well, if we got a force to have it, well, you got to remember that tax it. When, you, when you pay into your insurance program, yeah. 
uh, your dollars are being converted from there. Yeah. No matter where you're at, whether you're private from your employer, and they're being converted and sent to the state so that they can subsidize their program for Medi-Cal. Okay. Got it. It's, so part of what you're sending is a you've been it's charged. Not for you. You've been charged a tax yeah. too. Is okay. I, I'm just trying to get the logistics. Yeah, I, I I haven't looked into the actual no, no. percentage yeah. of it, but yeah. I would imagine that you're not getting the full amount of yeah. what you pay into it. It was just another element of the the forcing of this. You must purchase this thing, and oh, conveniently, the thing that you we forced Isn't you to it purchase. Funny how that works is we're going to force you. To, we're going to tax it. So. You know. I'm going to wrap this thing up. We've talked about it, you know, all the silly things that we're spending. And uh, we're still digging into the whole thing and finding out, oh, they're spending a million dollars over course, here. Of and course, of course. All the little things that they just tacked on so that the politicians can be popular with their people. And they can come home and tell them how they brought home the bacon. But the good thing is we have a bigger, bolder vision than we've ever had right. before in this state. And it's just getting better. This budget is just one example of that. Well, that's fantastic. I'm sure we're going to be happy with the results oh, in I no time flat. To it. Our we're return have, on investment here tenfold. We're going to have better Eat roads. Easy. We're going to have better health care. We're going to have better education. Not a doubt in my and mind. We're going to have less corrupt politicians. And, and better jails. Oh, yeah. Less Guys. offenders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guys, California is just going to be better. Just better. America. We should be 8% better every year. Every year. Right? Better. That's why Gavin Newsom deserves that 4% raise. Because he's he's respectful of all people. He's a man of the people. Are you going to uh, throw was, a fundraising party for him the next time he's up? No, he's already got a net worth of $20 million. I think he'll do <laughs> just fine without my chicken nuggets and low-quality party I throw him. Thanks for listening. This was our budget episode. There'll be lots more budget stuff. Um, tell a friend. I doubt there's any other podcast anywhere in the podcast sphere that's talking about the California budget. And it's not exciting, but you can see the pork that's rolled up in all of this. Tell a friend. Tell your family. Tell your conservative buddies. Even tell your liberal friends because we like getting hate mail. We do. We have got a little bit of angry mail here and there. It is fun. Uh, we don't share them all, but they're yeah. very interesting. Available on Apple iTunes and the Google Play Store. Find us on Facebook and uh, our website, calistreaming.com, C-A-L-I streaming.com. You can download episodes. You can stream it straight from the site. You can check out our show episodes. We'll post a nice little link to the budget so you can download and follow along. And uh, Bobby always has a message for the listeners. I always tell everybody you got to burn it down, but... You got to take a look at this budget and really question your legislatures and consider to burn them instead.